You are now tuned in to the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to the Herd and Ten Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Futinski. Welcome everyone to the Herd and Ten podcast. We are part of the network and they can be found on BICBP-radio.com. I'm your host, Jake Fertinski, as I'm sure you'll know now from the intro. And you can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Fertinski. You can also check out the Herd and Tens dedicated Twitter or Facebook accounts at Herd and Ten. Now, if you want to talk bills, if you have an opinion about one of these episodes, whether you agree with what I'm talking about or you disagree with what I'm talking about, please feel free to send me a message. You can message me on Twitter. Give me your thoughts. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you're excited about for the season or not excited about or worried about. Again, I love talking football. So even if it's something that you don't agree with me about, you you hate something I said, send me a message. Like I want to get feedback. I want to know what you're all thinking about. I want to know if I'm the only one thinking these things or if I'm one in a million fans and all of Bill's fans are thinking what I'm thinking. So I don't want to feel like I'm alone. I do this podcast because I want people to know my opinion and I want to give my take on things, but I'm happy to get other people's opinions. And if you give me a great opinion or something, who knows, maybe I'll bring it up in my next episode. So feel free to send me a message. Message me at my Twitter account or at the Herd Intense Twitter account. Believe me, I will respond. Because I want to talk football. And if it's about the Bills, I definitely want to talk about it. So just for those of you who don't know me yet and and are listening to my show for the first time, because we did move from another network to this network. So we are brand new to this network, but this is not a brand new show. So if you don't know who I am, I am a diehard Bills fan, but also a football fanatic. I'm also a sports writer. So for me, I don't just write about the Bills. I also write about all things for the NFL. So for me, I love to talk the Bill about the Bills, but I also like to just talk about football. So if you're a football fan, you're going to like this show. But if you're a Bills fan, you're going to love this show. Whether you're a new fan and you've just joined the bandwagon since the Bills are now finally good, or 
you're a diehard fan and you're really serious, you're going to love this show too, because I'm telling you, I am one of you. I am a diehard fan. I eat, live, and breathe Buffalo Bills football. Off-season, preseason, well, we're not getting preseason. Training camp, or the season, or maybe even the playoffs, I am there. I'm watching. I'm always on it. So I love the Bills. And if you love the Bills and you love football, you need to keep listening to me weekly. This show is going to come out every single week. I'm going to have new content every week. I'm also going to have special guests. You'll notice this episode, it's just going to be me. I wanted all of you to really get a good feeling of who I am and let me talk for a little while. You'll notice I like to talk. That's why I have a podcast. A lot of podcasters are introverts because they would rather be behind the mic. They don't necessarily want to be in social settings. For me, it's completely the opposite scenario. I became a podcaster because I love to talk. And plus, I love the Bills. So why not just combine those two things and talk about the Bills? Plus, I don't get interrupted by anyone. On this podcast, I mean, unless I'm doing special guests, it's just me. I get to say whatever I want. I get no challenge. And I can just talk, talk, talk. Now, sometimes my wife doesn't like that. But, hey, that's why I have this podcast, right? What I want to talk about today is, of course, the Buffalo Bills. But more specifically, what needs to happen for the Bills to succeed in the 2020 NFL season? There's a few things that need to happen. Number one, the defense needs to be as good or better than they were last season. Number two, the offense needs to improve. And this is going to happen through mainly Josh Allen. The third thing, I think I said there were three. Um, well, there isn't necessarily a third thing because the offense and Josh Allen, I sort of put together, I guess technically it's the defense need to improve or, or more so stay the same or improve. The offense needs to improve and Josh Allen needs to improve. But really, we all know the offense and Josh Allen are going hand in hand. The offense isn't, is probably, and I don't want to say won't, but probably won't improve if Josh Allen does not improve or regresses. Josh Allen needs to take a step forward for the offense to take a step forward, I believe at least. Hey, if you don't agree, let me know. Or if you agree, let me know. I, I just, I guess for me, the one challenge with the podcast is I don't get that response at all. I don't know what all my listeners are thinking. I don't know what you are thinking. So I'm sure you would feel the same. Don't you want to know? I mean, you do. You know how I feel because you're listening to this. But I want to know how you feel. I want to know what you're thinking about with the bills. I want to know what your expectations are. I want to know if you have the same opinions as I do the defense and I'm, I'm going to hit you with some stats right now the defense was the third ranked defense in the 2019 NFL season that's incredible I don't think anyone's going to argue that the Buffalo Bills defense was phenomenal last year and that they 
could potentially be better this year, which is really hard to believe that a top three defense could actually potentially be better this season. That adding a former Pro Bowl cornerback, Josh Norman, and adding multiple veterans on the defensive line and adding a quality player in A.J. Klein at the linebacking core could actually make the team even better, could make the defensive squad better. If you told me last year that after the Bills finished the season third overall with their defense, that their defense could come back this year and be even better, I would say you're crazy. Like the defense was amazing last year. If you're a diehard fan, you watched every game just like I did. Man, the Bills' defense was incredible. They were like unbreakable, unpenetrable. And it was amazing to watch. They shut down teams. They shut down really good quarterbacks and really bad quarterbacks. But most importantly, they gave up only 27 touchdowns, which was tied for the lead league with the New England Patriots. So they led the league in giving up the fewest touchdowns out of all defenses. Well, they were tied, but still, they led the league. They were at the top spot. That's amazing. I mean, what what more do you want? Which is why I said, if they're as good as they were last year, good to go. Defense is locked and loaded, in my opinion. What needs to improve is the offense. <clears throat> the offense needs to take a step forward. The offense was fine last year. But I'm going to hit you with another stat. Unfortunately, they were the 24th ranked total yards offense. Basically meaning they put up the 24th most yards in the league like to try to be positive, the 24th most, which is not very impressive. They were in the bottom tier of offenses. When, when you look at total yards, and I believe they were low as well with points per game. I don't have that stat with me, but I believe it was something in that range as well. So their offense was not as good as it needed to be. And in my opinion, it's one of the key reasons why the Bills couldn't get further than they did in the playoffs. Their defense was good. Their defense broke down a little in the playoffs against Houston in that rough playoff game. But more importantly, the offense wasn't able to do their thing to come back. And it's crazy because Josh Allen, for those of you who don't know, actually led the league in comebacks last year in fourth quarters. Mind you, he was tied. I believe it was with Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo. They each had four comebacks in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's great. It's, it's wonderful. It's, it's amazing that Josh Allen can do that. But it would also be amazing if our offense could take over a game or didn't need to come back, was just leading. I'm not saying they're going to lead every game. You, you can't ask for a team to do that. But you can ask for a team to try to compete and lead a lot of games or not place themselves in a position to need to always come back in fourth quarters in desperation mode. I don't think... Uh, 
shouldn't say I don't think anyone. Most people, most Bills fans do not want the team to be losing most of the game and have to do everything they can to come back and win. I was at the Jets game last season when the Bills made a crazy comeback in the second half. It was unbelievable to watch and be there. It was in New York or New Jersey at MetLife Stadium, the Jets' home stadium. It was amazing to see that and to really stick it to the Jets fans. That was great. But you don't want to have to do that all the time. It's great. Josh Allen has shown the ability to make comebacks and stay calm in stressful situations. That's all wonderful. But if the offense improves and doesn't have to do that, that would be a lot better. It would be less stressful as a fan, probably a little less exciting, I guess. But we'd win more games and potentially win a game in the playoffs. So it's kind of hard to argue that, right? So I think that that's what needs to happen. The Bills offense needs to improve. They can't have the 24th most total yards. That's not good enough. It's just not good enough. You can't always rely on your defense. You can't put that kind of pressure on the defense game in, game out, season after season. It's too much pressure to put on them. I don't want that kind of pressure for the defense because it's a lot for them to handle. They're already, they've added some great veterans, but they're already a young bunch. It's really a young main core on the Bills' defense, and it's good for them to be under some pressure, but they shouldn't be under all the pressure. They shouldn't be holding the entire weight of the team and always having to bail them out. The offense needs to do more so the defense can continue to do what they're doing but have a little more confidence that the offense can do stuff too. And that if the defense makes a mistake, if they slip up, if they give up an unwarranted touchdown, that's okay because they have an offense that can come back. You know, there's the argument is winning a quarterback stat. Well, I'd argue that it, it should be a stat. Is it the most important stat? Should it be the only stat you focus on? No. But it is an important stat, and, and I'll tie this all together. The reason it's an important stat is because if the quarterback can lead the offense and give that confidence to the offense, that confidence will naturally spill over onto the defense and onto the special teams. And of course, it goes vice versa, but there's no question the quarterback position is the most important position on the football field. And with that in mind... If the quarterback is playing well and spreading the love and making the defense feel confident in him and the offense and the special teams feeling confident in him and the offense, all of those things and the offensive pieces around the quarterback feeling confident in the quarterback, all those things come together and ideally lead to more wins. So if Josh Allen can improve, if Josh Allen can be better, Therefore, improving the offense. So if the offense can improve, I think that that will actually help the defense improve, which is why I think the defense could actually be better. It's not just because of the additions they made. It's also because the additions that were made to the offense. I think that if the offense is better, the defense will be better. I think if the defense is better, the special teams will be better. And it all goes around and around in a cycle. Not a circle but a cycle. They're all working together. 
It's one team. Each of those groups is really important and they all need to be in sync. They all need to be working together because that's how you win games and that's how you become a Super Bowl contender. Now, I don't think there's an argument that the defense is already good enough to be a Super Bowl contender, but the offense is lagging. The offense is not anywhere near where the defense is, and that's a problem. You can win championships with an amazing defense and an okay offense, but it's very, very difficult. The way you win a championship is by having an amazing defense and having a good offense or having an amazing offense and having a good defense. And of course, you still need to have a good special teams. Like, I don't want to ignore that. I don't want to pretend like special teams doesn't matter. It matters a lot, particularly kicking, like field goal kicking. That's really important. And I think a lot of teams sometimes fail to realize that or at the very least have a difficult time getting a good kicker. It's nice to know the Bills have solid kicking. Do they have great kicking? No. I'm not going to get into the whole battle of kicking. I actually did in my previous episode, although I guess if you're listening here on this new network, you won't see it. But basically my take is that you have two solid kickers. You have Steven Hauschka, who's a very good veteran kicker, who's not as good as he once was. His leg is not as big as it once was. So he does struggle in those 50 plus yard kicks, which in this day and age, and with an offense that still has some question marks, it would be nice to have a kicker that you could rely on for deep kicks. But I think you know what you're getting with Hauschka. You're getting a good veteran kicker who's solid under pressure, but isn't great and isn't going to probably won't win you games, won't lose you games. He'll sort of be okay. He'll be somewhere in the middle. You know what you're getting. I think it's pretty steady, I would say. Versus Tyler Bass, rookie. He's got a huge leg, but already in training camp, you can see some inconsistencies. And that worries me. With a team that is, in my opinion, really close to being a really good contender in the playoffs and maybe even winning a game in the playoffs, I feel like you don't necessarily want to take a risk with the kicker. But I also get the other side, how you might say, well, we're so close. Why don't we take that risk to take that step forward? Because what if Tyler Bass is amazing? So I think that there's two arguments to be made there. And honestly, I don't really know where I fall. I think at the end of the day, I would be fine with management going with Tyler Bass or Steven Hauschka. I think management is is good. I trust the Bills management now. I think that they've made enough good decisions to prove themselves. And I trust whichever way they go will work. So that's sort of the take on special teams. I'm not going to talk about punters and everything else. It's all important. And, I, and I'm not ignoring it and I'm not disregarding that group, but I really wanted to focus in this show on the defense and the offense and more specifically Josh Allen. So we've done number one, which is we talked about the defense. The defense needs to be hopefully as good as they were or potentially even better. And that would be wonderful. That's it. We don't need anything more. They were already good enough last year. So we're fine there. I really don't have a lot of concerns with the defense, barring injuries, of course. I always say that, but, you know, that's what you're dealing with there. Number two, we talked about that the offense needs to improve. I did dabble a little bit about Allen, which is, I guess, now my third point. So 
I want to now talk about Josh Allen. Now, I talk about I talked about that the offense needs to improve. But how do they actually do that? They do that with Josh Allen, which ties into this third or 2.1 argument here or point, which is Josh Allen needs to improve. And he's going to do that in a few different ways. Number one, Josh Allen needs to trust his receivers. That's something that is very difficult for a young quarterback, especially for a quarterback like Josh Allen, who entered the, the team a few years ago in a team that didn't have any particularly good receivers. In my opinion, I would argue that there was barely an NFL receiver on the Bills squad in the 2018 season for Josh Allen. And that, to me, probably potentially hurt his development a little bit. There's not much the Bills could do with that, but the point is, for him, he needs to trust his receivers. We've seen in the past, there's sometimes hesitancy. Josh Allen sometimes takes a little too long in the pocket. And I would argue the reason is, is not that he doesn't see the field. It's that if there's a receiver covered, even if they're not in double coverage, if they're just covered well, Allen is nervous to throw it and trust that his receiver can make the play. And unfortunately, with that hesitation, leads to things like Allen needing to run around and make a crazy throw, which could end up good or could end up bad, could end up really hurting the team and lead to an interception or something terrible. And it also leads to Allen using his legs a lot, needing to run. And it's exciting. Don't get me wrong. I love when Josh Allen runs. I think it's fun. I think it's exciting. But as a podcaster, I also need to help my listeners understand that with great, well, with great powers comes great responsibility. And I say that because with Josh Allen's amazing legs and his and his strength and all of that and his big body, with all of those abilities, he needs to be responsible and take care of himself. And while it's awesome to see him run all over the field, it's not awesome to see him take hits that he doesn't need to take. It's not awesome to see him get hit in the head against the Patriots and have to leave and have a concussion. None of those things are awesome. And it doesn't matter what team you're talking about. You never want to see a guy go down on any team. Injuries are a terrible thing. It's unfortunate this is how it works. It's a violent sport. Everyone knows that. But Allen can protect himself. He can do a good job of protecting himself or a better job of protecting himself. There's many times where Allen runs down the middle of the field and is seeing a defender come and he'll lean in and actually go for contact and try to lay a guy out. And it's cool and it's exciting. But you don't want to see your starting quarterback do that. What you want to see your starting quarterback do is when he sees that there's contact potentially coming, sliding. Or if he's near the outside, close to the boundaries, go out of bounds. Look, if you go out of bounds and a guy hits you late and there's a flag, I mean... Allen's done everything he can to protect himself, but there's going to be crazy guys out there that want to hit him no matter what. So even when he slides, like, I mean, there's arguments that in the game where he got concussed against New England, he actually did slide. 
he maybe took a little too long to slide, but he did slide and he should not have been hit there. I mean, you should never be hit in the head, but he shouldn't have been hit because he was already down. But regardless, I think the point here is if he does run less and is less hesitant and trusts his receivers more, if he does those things, he will be a better quarterback and he'll stay healthy. He'll be there for every game of the season. He'll be there when we need him. He won't miss crucial games in the season. So if he trusts his receivers, he will be a better quarterback. If he runs less and trusts his arm, he will be a better quarterback. And that brings me to that trusting his receiver's point, which is significant because there's been some news that he is doing that already from both sources that I fortunately have contact with and just watching TV and going on Twitter. It's very clear. And and again, I want to note some of the sources that have told me this, I trust them. They're there. They know what's going on at training camp. I'm not at training camp, so I can't see everything. I have been told that he seems to have a strong chemistry already with Stefan Diggs. That his top receiver in Diggs and him have a very good connection where he's actually trusting Diggs even when Diggs is covered. He's putting the ball up there even when Diggs might not catch it. He's giving Diggs a chance to go up and get it and make a play. And that's something that's really important because a lot of young quarterbacks are so nervous to let their receivers take control. They want to have their hands on everything. And the problem is then they end up playing hero ball, which we've seen from Josh Allen before, where he takes matters into his own hands and he doesn't allow the players around him to make plays. He's not even giving them that opportunity. So it's nice to hear that in his third training camp, Josh Allen is actually starting to trust his receivers and most importantly, his top receiver, Stefan Diggs. Because Diggs was a guy that the Bills brought in. They traded for him and they're paying him a heck of a lot of money. And they're doing that because they know he can do his job and do it well. And that if you give him an opportunity, he can make something from nothing. So if he's covered and it's tight coverage, but Josh Allen decides to put it up in the air, and let Diggs make a play, Diggs can go up and make a play for him. And and it's not to say sometimes the ball will fall. Sometimes Diggs won't make the catch or an interception will be made. That's going to happen. But if you never take those chances, then you're not letting your receivers really do their job. You're not letting them step up because Allen's going to step up at times. There's going to be moments where he has to scramble and maybe run for 20 yards or maybe run for a seven-yard gain and you know, dive for the dive for the end zone or dive for the first down line. There's going to be times that he has to do that, but he also has to understand that there's going to be times that his receivers can do that for him as well. And same with his running backs. Sometimes he's going to hand it off and he's not going to know what's going to happen, but he needs to trust that rookie running back, Zach Moss, who looks awesome so far, and second year running back, Devin Singletary, can make a play for Josh Allen and they can take a hit or spin around a guy or juke a guy and get a few extra yards. So the important thing here is that Josh Allen needs to trust the pieces around him. And it starts with trusting his receivers. 
and trusting that if he throws a ball even into tight coverage that and and he shouldn't make a habit of doing it all the time but that sometimes he's going to have to try to squeeze it in let his receivers make that play for him prove to him that they can do it for him so i think and and it goes back to what i mentioned is that in the 2018 season he didn't have that he didn't have receivers that he could trust and it's not necessarily his fault the receivers just weren't a high caliber group and therefore probably most of the time the chances or the odds of them actually making a play and making the catch for him were low. I believe the Bills were near the top of the league and dropped passes in 2018. So that's important to note. Now, 2019, different story. We brought in John Brown. We brought in Cole Beasley. There was definitely improvement in the receiving core. So there was reason to believe that Allen would start to trust his receivers more, and he certainly did. But what I want to see is him do that again this year. Take another step forward. Trust his receivers even more. Because it's not just about Stefan Diggs. Of course, that's his main target, hopefully. But of course, it's still John Brown. It's Cole Beasley. Those guys are great veterans. They're they're reliable for the most part. But you have new guys too. New rookies. Gabe Davis, big guy. You can put the ball up for him and he'll go fight for it. The like the Allen now has some receivers that have some height. It's not just Smurfs anymore. You have big receivers that if you put the ball up, they're going to go get it. They're going to go box out the cornerback and they're going to go get it. And you got another guy like Isaiah Hodgins, who's like Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is six foot two. Hodgins is six foot four. These are big physical receivers. And Allen can trust that if he puts it up, they're going to go get it. And, and I want to reiterate, it's, it's, it's very important to note that Josh Allen doesn't need to be a gunslinger. We don't need him trying to squeeze every ball into tight spots. We don't need him chucking up every chance he can. What we need him to do is take calculated risks. That there's times where his receivers are all going to be covered and he needs to say, well, you know what? They're all covered, but I trust my receiver that if I give, if I put the ball in their vicinity they can go up and get it or they can fight for a position where they get in front of the defensive back and make a catch or make a contested catch. So not every catch they make is going to be a clear, easy catch to make. And that's really important to note. So I think that that's, you know, something that we really need to focus on. So anyways, I I want to just thank you all. Thank you for listening. I'm so excited that you were able to listen to this first show. And we'll see you next week. Um, Have a great weekend and go Bills. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, the 
Did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense. Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast, a show about the Vancouver Canucks, but not just about the Canucks. Join myself and Ted Wong every single week for a seriously unserious chat about hockey, questionable food takes, we sprinkle in some dad jokes, and keep you updated on shows that ended well over 10 years ago, like Breaking Bad. Seriously, Ted, when are you going to be done watching that? We bring in guests on the regular, like former NHLers, head coaches, and even that guy that pulled off the Michigan. Yep. Mike Lake. Check out our cool swag on our Instagram and Twitter feeds, and if you're lucky, we might just give away the odd prize or two. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, and on deanblundell.com slash podcast, and hopefully, your headphones. It'll be the second best thing you do today. You know, after that cup of coffee. Hey, football fans. It's Chris Phillips of the Ball Hawks Podcast. Come join myself and my co-host, Steve Fisher, as we dive into all the biggest NFL news, games, stories, free agency, we have it all, including weekly rundowns of our favorite teams, the Seattle Seahawks, Wilson, watch it all, deep ball, Metcalf, got it! And Baltimore Ravens. And Lamar Jackson trying to run away from some people, still on his feet! Ballhawks Podcast, where weird food takes and movie opinions meet expert NFL analysis. 